Sudan is under attack by people who are supposed to lead and protect them. Sudan has been fighting for a democratic government for decades. It is a shame that the need resources and people can lead to mass displacement and genocide. We are not oblivious to the fact that what is going on in Sudan is also a result of a lack of true support among the international community. This includes the United States. We cannot continue to step into and out of genocidal conflicts at our leisure. We cannot continue to turn a blind eye to ethnic cleansing. It is disgusting. Free Sudan. Free Sudan. Welcome everyone to Wine, Weed, and Whispers. I'm your host, Taylor. Hi, I'm your host, Cass, or Cassidy. Period. All right, let's get to our wine and our weed. I'm drinking some Chardonnay today. So, what are you smoking? I am smoking on this new live resin cart I just got. It's called Papaya Punch. So when I went to the dispensary, the girl was even like, these are really good. And I'm like, I don't want to buy anything else but um, these fused live resin carts. Again, I really hope one day we get sponsored by one of these wine or weed brands out here. Um <laughs> It would just be so lit. But um, yeah, it's pretty good. It's really, really good. It's not harsh on the lungs. Um, and so far, the high is pretty smooth. I, I'm I'm becoming very much understanding of like less is more when it comes to smoking weed. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I don't think you should just be chain smoking joints and shit all day. I think it's good to have like a, you know, lull at least between morning and night if you do smoke every day or at least like take a week off, you know, in between. Um, Cause yeah, I'm just realizing less is more. It's very, very like a better high when you're just going very, very like low, but like I take a big hit and I let that hit and I just ride that for a while. <laughs> That's nice. And I found myself like it's very good for the anxiety I have, um, keeping me focused. Like it's, I like it. Okay. Yeah. That sounds like it tastes like heaven. It does taste good. I won't even lie. Like I'm actually very pleased. Um, it tastes very good. Oh, this Chardonnay is bomb. It's got like some, some really like buttery notes in it. Buttery notes. Yeah, I'm trying to Even like. I'm picturing huh? the wine, like a buttery note. Ah, I understand what that might taste like. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It it, it, really, it was like okay, I could see that. That does sound like it tastes pretty delicious. It is. It's it's really good. I feel like my grandma. She would love this. She loves Chardonnay. <laughs> no, that's us. That's our bond. Okay. You and my mom should hang out. My mom is just such a wine snob, but it's my one of my favorite traits of hers. <laughs> yeah, her I wouldn't my, mind. I love your mom. Her and my stepdad are such wine snobs, and it's like one of my favorite like quirks about them. You remember that one night we hung out with your mom? Like we like met her when we was out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so much fun. <laughs> Yeah, everybody who meets my mom is like, is your mom coming? Like, they want me to bring her. And so she's like, my mom is always like, you want to hang out with me? And I'm like, yes. In fact, my friends are like, bring your mom. 
honestly i'm like was a great time. do you know how cool you have to be for my friends to be like where's your mom when like i go out because for real i like her <laughs> my mom's cool people she is she is all right let's get into our current events so the monthly book for this uh for the month of december is the i factor by van moody and so it's just about building a great relationship with yourself um and i actually i've been reading it and he's really been putting me onto some game what i really liked and i won't reveal too much what i really liked is like he utilized um a titanic metaphor and like Titanic for the longest was my favorite movie. It's not anymore, but it was, it was my favorite movie um, growing up. And like, so when he used that metaphor, I was like, oh yeah, I get it now. Like you make it sense. <laughs> but I think that Titanic is like 90s baby coded. Like it, we all remember oh, yeah. the two, the two VHS tapes in the... <laughs> That long ass movie. I used to use that as like a measurement. Like, if somebody's really gonna like actually deal with me, they're gonna watch the Titanic with me. I mean, you gotta sit through two tapes of movie. Like that two tapes like lets you know like shit, this is a long movie. <laughs> we gotta yeah. put in the next tape. I used to utilize either that or um or Twilight. Any other Twilight movies? You Twilight movie? mm. I like you. <laughs> I find Twilight so unintentionally hilarious now as an adult. Oh my God. <laughs> when he smells her, I about felt I was on my floor laughing for like five minutes because I was like, Robert Pattinson looks like this girl stank. <laughs> Girl, I'm like, I was traumatized when her hip broke in Breaking Dawn Part 2. She was having the baby. Her spine broke. Yeah, it was. Yeah. She she just kept breaking. She just kept fucking breaking. And I was just like, oh my God, is this what it's like to have kids? I was just in my head like, this was the stupidest idea Bella has had yet. I told her dumbass. She didn't listen to me. I'm like mm-hmm. Bella. This was not. This was not the thing to do. She don't. She don't listen to nobody. Even her. Her daddy told her, "Fucking Jacob," you know. <laughs> and his stupid ass gonna imprint on the baby. What the fuck are you doing? Second <laughs> liar. Like I really was just like, you didn't have to do all that. That was a lot. You didn't. I just feel like there were so many different ways to do this. Like I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like he can't imprint on an adult ass. I, like if he would have imprinted on like one of the Amazon vampires. Thank you. Like that'd have been perfect. <sighs> I'd have been like, hell yeah, I get you a sister, Jacob. I'm crying. He plays too much. But no, he gonna but, um, imprint on the goddamn baby. I'd attacked him too. Bella had every right to attack him in that moment because what? Whoop his ass. Girl, I was rooting for it too. I was like, whoop his ass, Bella. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? imprinted on the goddamn baby and then here she here he is holding the baby like get your it's gonna be a fuck no for me but know that one scene where we thought everybody had died oh my god <laughs> girl we was in the movies fucked up we was like no bitch not Carlisle. <laughs> 
No, because they really was holding his hand like it was a Game of Thrones episode. I was like, hold on, bitch. You just gonna disrespect the fam. Okay. <laughs> what is we doing? Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. That wasn't in the book. That wasn't in the book. Like, this is too much. This is too fucking much. Yeah, when Twilight went Game of Thrones for a few seconds. <laughs> I actually have never seen Game of Thrones. Don't fight me. No, I'm not gonna fight you. It my I know of Game of Thrones because my mom <clears throat> loves Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. She loves Game of Thrones. So, I I, yeah. But I know enough of the, what the show because I've just walked in and been like, Mom, what the hell is the, what is the storyline for this episode? Because <laughs> you really don't be fucking no. <laughs> like, no, because sometimes I'll be like, uh-huh. what? Because if you walk in on uh, Game of Thrones at the wrong time, you're going to be like, what's happening here? For real though. So but yeah, that's our book of the month. Um, let's get into our holiday survival tips. So my holiday survival tip for this episode is just do not don't be the party pooper. Okay. We know Jesus was not born on December the 25th. We fucking get it. Okay, bitch. Who the fuck do y'all read the Bible, bitch? Jesus was not no fucking Capricorn. We know. We fucking know. God damn it. He was a Leo. He had to be a Leo. What? <laughs> Jesus oh, being man. a Leo. Honestly, Jesus he who has the first, who he who was without sin cast the first stone because he pettily wrote on the ground while they was going off on him. And it always made me laugh because I'm like, <laughs> that sounds like some shit I would do. But like, pull out my Nintendo Switch and be like, you can go ahead and talk, but I'm not listening to a damn thing because this is stupid. I'm saying, uh, I read it. Like, I, I know the stories, okay? I know Jesus was a Leo. Like, you ain't telling me shit. Walking on water, healing people with his bare hands in public. Like, nigga, come on now. First of That's all, punking the <laughs> Romans by walking out of the grave three days later. Leo. Only some Leo Did- will do some just disrespectful, petty I got the last word type of stuff other than a Leo. Jesus was a Leo. Jesus was a Leo. Probably so you hate on Jesus. House. If you hate on Leos, <laughs> you hating on Jesus. That's all I'm going to say. That's all we're going to say. Probably He probably had like an Aquarius moon, you know, because he only cried in that one verse. Yeah. And he never cried. I don't even think he cried. I, did he cry on the cross? I don't know if that was confirmed. He didn't cry on the cross. See? No, we didn't cry on the cross because my God, oh, my did? God, why have thou forsaken me? But was he crying? <laughs> I don't, Taylor. I, I'm pretty sure after you didn't got a cat of nine tails dragged through your body, you probably crying. So then he cried a max of two times the whole Bible. It's an Aquarius moon. So I'm thinking Jesus was more like in the, a Leo with an Aquarius moon. Yeah, that's what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Jesus wept. First of all, Leo shit is when the Bible, <laughs> the whole verse is two words of you crying. Jesus wept. Was bitch, if I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna let the world know. Jesus wept. <laughs> That's my favorite scripture. You get on my nerves. It is. No, because- you remember on Barbershop, the lady was like, tell me why Jesus wept. And he couldn't tell her <laughs> until the end of the movie. <laughs> 
I did feel like though, like Jesus wept, and it's just like, well, why was he weeping? I'm holding all them emotions in. Being the son of God sounds stressful. Okay. I feel like you think God is a Scorpio. Nigga, anybody who will turn the ocean upside down because they pissed off. <laughs> God be over. You ain't telling me that. God, God be saying he be like, yeah, I forgive y'all. After he, after he caused a whole rapture, girl, that's a Scorpio. That you ain't wrong. Any God really sat there and said, "I'm a flood this all. I'm a flood all this shit because y'all pissing me off." Flood it all. He he literally just said, "Turn the water on." Start over. Thank you. That's petty as hell. That's a Scorpio, for real. <laughs> I'm sorry. I hope God don't strike me down. He know I ain't got good sense. <laughs> I have always said we serve a God that has a sense of humor. I don't care. Life is hilarious. It is. Like, I love that part on Medea. I forget what play it was. She was like, God, I know God got a sense of humor. He made me. <laughs> I'm like, it's people on this earth where God is like, you know what? I need you to go just be ridiculous. <laughs> God made DJ Khaled. Just take nothing serious. That's what I want you to do. I feel like that's that's kind of what he whispered in my ear. Because like, I don't. I don't take nothing serious. Like, come on, y'all. God made DJ Khaled. You think he ain't got a sense of humor? DJ Khaled. <laughs> he don't have no sense. That man, everything he does is a meme. Whether he wants it to be or not. Right. He don't even be meaning to. Wow. I wonder how that feels. Like, he how got you that EDM <laughs> and it was the funniest thing ever. Really? It was, That's first of all, it was his fault because he was doing stuff and I'm like, wrong crowd. You're not supposed to do that here. Yeah. Oh, poor baby. Yeah, sometimes you just got to know who your audience is to stick with them. I don't know. Wasn't nobody trying to hear DJ Khaled? We the best! Music. <laughs> Last Friday night. <laughs> I'm fucking crying. But yes, all in all, Jesus was a Leo. God has a sense of humor, and we're fucking hilarious. So, <laughs> don't be a party pooper, okay? We fucking get it. Anyways, what's your what's your holiday survival tip? Um, my holiday survival tip is basically, I just want to say, if you are the big cousin, like you're the adult cousin and you got little cousins that look up to you, show up. I learned that this past Thanksgiving, like I realized like I'm the big cousin now and I'm the big cousin that the little cousins are so happy to see. Cause I remember that when I was a kid, like is cousin so-and-so going to be here. I just love to be around them. Honestly, yeah. So I now, yeah, like now the the torch has passed, and now I'm the big cousin who my younger cousins are just happy to see. And mm -hmm. you know, even though I don't see him often, but I just make sure I say something like, "I'm proud of you. I love you. You're amazing, just the way you are. Don't forget that." You know. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. It's just I want to say like, remember y'all like we're now the older cousin, we're the big cousin, we're uncle, auntie, whatever. Come for the babies. Show up for the babies. I know we all got family grudges, and you know, y'all know, especially me. But like, the babies ain't have nothing to do with that, and they deserve to know you and make memories with you too. So, 
Period. Yeah. I like that. So, who would you want to smoke with this week? I would like to smoke with Cat Williams. Hell yeah. I don't know if I ever said Cat Williams, but I want to smoke with Cat Williams. Yeah. I could see that, though. That would be a good time. He is my favorite comedian. Like, I don't, like, nobody else quite makes me laugh like Cat Williams does. And to be honest, I don't know. You know how, like, certain comedians mm-hmm. kind of sound the same or yeah, kind of like, you know, he nothing about him is like any other comedian, for real. Like, he really has his own style. His voice, his his cadence when he tells jokes, like <laughs> Yeah. Like all like that, just, that's his. Yeah, like he just says stuff in a way where it's like he dead ass, but it's so funny. Like <laughs> <laughs> he is so he'd be so for real too. Like his oh my God. Um, his impersonation of DMX is my favorite. Oh god. Yo bitch. <laughs> Yo, bitch. <laughs> Like you angry at breakfast, nigga? Oh God! I love Cat Williams. Okay, yeah, that's a that's a good he one. He said, "Motherfucker, just as tall as me." I was like, "Oh my God!" That's that was so surprising to me, though. I was like, "Huh?" Niggas be little. To be the one, like, what the hell? Like when you, the short motherfucker, is like, "Motherfucker, you just as tall as me." Damn. I was like, ooh, when the short nigga is making fun of you. Because <laughs> what the hell? Everybody supposed to be exponentially taller than him. Good morning, Dada. Time for some serum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our astrology se- astrology segment. Lord. So it is Sagittarius season. So we're going to be seeing lots of things of social communion and travel and expansion of the mind, um, which makes a lot of sense because you are going to be traveling a lot during the holidays. Yeah. Hello. Um, <laughs> the moon is in Aquarius. <laughs> I just said Jesus got an Aquarius moon. Well. <laughs> he knew though. Why you cry two times the whole month? <laughs> okay, I'm done. Oh, shout out to Jesus. Anyways, the moon is in Aquarius. So I lied seeing- three times. Lazarus. Lazarus. Oh, yeah. He cried yeah. for Lazarus. See? Y'all might can call us heathens, but we know this Bible. Don't play with us. <laughs> it has been two decades in church. I better know something. If I didn't, then I'd be having an issue. We know all the stories. <laughs> I know who was who. I know who was beefing with who. Don't play with me. We know who would never be in the room with the other one. All yeah. that shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're going to see a very detached emotional nature. Um, looking more for an intellectual stimulation than an emotional one. Um, we're going to be very predisposed to logic rather than emotion. You know, we're going to see a lot of like just wanting to socialize more. I know I've been wanting to socialize more. Yeah, me too. I just don't go outside, but we're not talking about me. Um, 
that's how I feel though. Like I feel like in my healing journey, like I used to be like agoraphobic. Now I'm just like, I'm open to going outside, but I'm not making no plans because this room is comfortable and my Nintendo Switch is fun. Period. <laughs> that I'm telling you, that that bed is unmatched. Like my bed is so lit. I'm like, girl, if I get comfortable in here and turn on a show that I can binge, I hate it. I hate it for y'all. Oh yeah, it's done. It's done for. Like, mm-mm. So, well, we are currently in Mercury retrograde in Capricorn. Um, so the retrograde in general brings technical issues, communication issues, car issues, um, and sometimes mental blockages. So if you're experiencing any of that, that is the energy that is, um, being put off by Mercury. Um, but this particular Mercury retrograde is in Capricorn. So this is challenging us to refocus on our goals and our values and basically recalibrate our ambition you know what do you want and are you going to go after it yeah so and i get all of these things from um time space it's a free app get your you can do your chart and then it'll also like inform you of where the planets are throughout the days so download time space guys okay well Let's get into our topic for today. Let's talk about healing. Mm. Mother F. Um, <laughs> healing, healing, healing. It's so broad. Um, but I think the one thing that has stuck out to me the entire time that I have been healing um, is that it's not linear. No. At it's, all. And you have to be... Like you have, I think out of every part of the healing process is that you have to accept that healing is not limit, uh, linear. And that's the only way to truly like get through the healing process is you have to give yourself grace constantly and yeah. just accept that like, it's not linear. Like you're going to, you could be going on like a 10 day or two month streak of not being upset or hurt or remembering something and being hurt by it. And then one day you smell something, you hear a song, an inside joke pops up and you like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> yeah, those inside jokes. Darn it. Yeah, because you do. <laughs> damn it, motherfucker. We used to die. We, I could have texted you right now. We die laughing, but I can't. <laughs> it's so sad. It is. And that's the thing about healing is that you have to accept like that's a part of it is that you'll be good, you'll be good, you'll be good. And then one day you just hear that song or you see that restaurant or you see that whatever that triggers a memory with that person or the person you're grieving. It doesn't have to be like a breakup. It can be somebody that you lost and it's just like son of a bitch. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and, you know, like just falling into old habits. Like I feel really bad sometimes when I fall into old habits, you know, you be backsliding, you know, and so <laughs> when you start healing, you be like, yes, girl, so healed. But, but the thing, when you know you healed for real is when you are presented with 
a situation and you react from that healed perspective you know mm-hmm. so like when I react from the not so healed perspective I'm so disappointed in myself I'm like oh my god am I really like did I really do the work but you did you did the yeah. work you just gotta practice you're human well that's the thing is that I hate that people act like you're not allowed to be human. And I think that's a big problem in today's world. Like nobody wants to give anybody the space to be a human being. Not at all, girl. Like it's, it's really so ridiculous. Like, goddamn, like, oh my God, everybody cannot get it right every single time. Mm-mm. That's just not possible. It's not sustainable. And it's dumb to expect that of people. And I really feel like we've become a world where it's like, it's like it's a weird like evangelical type of deal now it's the internet like it is like the internet is so weird we're like there's just no grace for anybody like you just should have been perfect the whole time and like people who a celebrity does something and then they're just like never forget they did this in 2000 this and it's just like okay when are we gonna like let people have a redemption arc you know, or people like have disdain for people with redemption art. And I think that's another part that makes healing hard is because sometimes people want to just hold you to that person you used to be. For real. And won't let you try your best to get away from it. Like it's like the internet almost feels, makes you kind of feel like, well, I used to be that person. So now I have to be or I'm being fake. And it's like, no, you're allowed to change. Like, goddamn. You are like, if that ain't who you resonate with no more, you just don't. And I think that's why it's important for a lot of us, all of us, to take significant breaks from the internet because it's just not healthy, like, to be on there all the time, like, because you start to think, like, it starts to affect your your thought patterns and how you think healing and change and all these things are supposed to happen. Like, a lot of the way that people think you're supposed to change via the internet it is not human nature. It's not natural. Like, no. you're just like, oh, well, you have all this information at your fingertips and you just, you don't change or you don't, you're not a different person. It's like, well, bitch, it wasn't supposed to happen by the end of a thread. You know, <laughs> thank you for informing me, but now I got to figure out if I actually resonate with this or if I actually give it in. Like, I'm sorry to put it that way, but like, it's like that. You know, yeah. <laughs> we don't, as humans, I've started to realize this. As humans, we are inherently selfish. Yeah, and we just are. Yeah. It's a survival tactic. Like selfishness is honestly survival. For real. And it's not it's not a bad thing, you know, but it's like we are selfish. So naturally, we are going to gravitate towards or lean towards things that we give a fuck about that we feel like benefits us. So for you to come to me and tell me what I should care about, and then I tell you I don't, now I'm this terrible person. Like, no, bitch, you just tried to make me care about some shit that's just not, I don't I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I haven't found the reason that I should give a fuck yet. <laughs> and it'd be shit that's like, just not, it's not important. Like, and I know like somebody on Twitter is going to call like, and this is the thing is that us saying this would have somebody on Twitter calling us everything from ableist to think everything in between, just because it's like, like I that, that argument where the waitress woman was talking about how, how the hell are you going to come to a restaurant? And I say, hello, can I take your order? And then you just stare at me. 
And then everybody got in the comments talking about some, you're ableist. Some people can't communicate. So if you can't talk and then want to have small talk, then you don't deserve to go outside. And I'm like, nobody said that. But I'm also mm-hmm. like, motherfucker, what do you want someone to do if they're a server and they ask you, hi, how are you doing? What can I get for you today? And then you just stare. But like, also, why take it so far? Like, why? Because <laughs> why is it that, you know, I don't understand this behavior. Now, all of a sudden, I'm a terrible person. I don't deserve to work or be around people. Like, I just I don't understand the behavior. I don't either. Explain and it's like, it. <laughs> it's just weird. And like people like get so butthurt and it's just like, are you okay? It's like, I think, I think, you know, this need for people to appear as if they're not selfish, I think it has caused us to be unable to actually relate to one another. Cause I think if we were to all like admit that we are selfish and that we are led by our own selfish like desires and values, I think we would be able to relate to one another a little bit better because at that point, like we would be honest about what it is that we want from each other, you know? Yeah. And I think we would be able to approach any kind of relationship from a more honest perspective. Yeah. It's just, and that's the thing about healing is that I just feel like people are now in this whole, if you were a bad person before, it doesn't fucking matter what you do. You're always going to be that bad person. And I always feel like to people that do that, I'm like, and what are you helping by consistently punching down on this person who is trying to change? No, but honestly... And, you know, and I feel like there's people that are healing, like, especially I think about like people who are convicts and shit and how there's people that are like, um, they're not sorry for their crime. They're just sorry they got caught. And I'm like, imagine you're a convict who has turned their life around. You are doing youth work, doing everything in between to show like, that's not, that's just in my past. That's not all that I am. And then you got some motherfucker being like, nope. They're not actually sorry. They're just sorry they got caught. And this is all for them to just appease their guilt. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, okay, and what did you, Mm -hmm. what have you contributed today? No, but seriously. And who are are we to police someone's change? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, I just like, and I, when people say shit like that, I'm always like, what the fuck have you done today to make the world a better place? Child, tweet, tweet, more tweet. And they always want to say some stupid shit like that. And it's like, no, fuck you. Like, you wouldn't, what, shut up. Like, <laughs> well, I'm on, I'm doing my social media activism. And it's like, social media activism is spreading the word and retweeting charities and shit like that. Heckling people who are trying to be better people is not activism. You're just being a bitch. Like, honestly, truthfully. And- I don't know. I guess I want to say that to people like, just know, like, if you are truly in your heart of hearts trying to be a better person, like, just know people that do stuff like that are miserable and they don't know how to do anything but punch down to make themselves feel better. Mm -hmm. It's easier to make you feel bad for trying to do better than for them to actually work on whatever the hell's wrong with them. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. When did you start your healing journey? It took for me getting sober from alcohol. Okay. Alcohol is what, honestly, the alcoholism 
was such a mask for so much anger and hurt that I was harboring. And I didn't know anything else to do, but just drink. Mm-hmm. And I know people are like, well, you smoke weed. I'm like, weed came after rehab. So <laughs> <laughs> hello. Weed came after rehab and I went to weed after, honestly, like I didn't smoke weed for about three years either. And so I finally like came back to weed and honestly, I was just in a very, very different place. But I also was like, I want to make sure I'm not using it to cope with things that I haven't sorted out that I need to sort out in therapy. Yeah. So it was years of therapy that like in like discussing it with the therapist when I finally felt comfortable and safe going back to marijuana. Right. And I'm checking with my therapist about my usage all the time just to make sure I'm not overdoing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But I really was like destroying myself. Like I was drinking, like, I don't want to say what, because I don't want to give anybody the idea because I read an article where I found alternative ways to consume alcohol without actual alcohol. What? Yeah. And I don't want to say it because I just don't. Cause what happened to me was that I read that and that's all I needed to figure out how to keep my habit going. Yeah, it is. I mean, there are creative ways. I mean, I was reading the Billie Holiday book. She got creative while she was in jail. It's like the fuck. <laughs> I mean, you do. What is when this? Habit, when you have a habit, you'll do anything to like get it. But I will say this. I think just because it's commonly known. Um, I used to drink pure mouthwash. What? Yeah, if I taste mouthwash now, I get so sick. I'm like, get away from me. <laughs> Like, I have to use, like, non-alcoholic, like, Crest. Like, if I try Listerine, like, my stomach starts turning. I remember when I was a kid, you know, I found out that there was alcohol in mouthwash. I used to get so scared of swallowing it. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be drunk at school today. <laughs> I was drunk. I, I was that kid. I was drunk off mouthwash. My breath was fresh, so. I'm crying dark humor to cope but yeah like some people still like i was like no like when you do that like you're 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 fucking toast like mm-hmm. <laughs> you're toast like you are officially an alcoholic like you got a problem yeah but i went to rehab and it's what and i started going to therapy and i started realizing like i'm using this shit to just like cope with years of not being allowed to be myself years of feeling like i'm inadequate Years of feeling I'm not good enough, afraid of my own sexuality, like all of that. Um, and it made me really, I was a very angry person. I was very mean myself. Like, don't get me wrong. I am not innocent. Like I was very mean, very defensive. Like I was, if you questioned me about a decision that I made about myself or a joke I made, I immediately like hated you because I'm like, you're trying to make me feel stupid. And people are always saying, like, why are you so angry? And I'm like, I'm not fucking being angry. You're pressing me. And it took for me to deal with that shit to be like, this person probably is not even trying to, like, piss me off. I can't read their yeah. phone. But I was so used to, like, my dad just picking at me and making fun of me and always being mm-hmm. there to make fun of me. And growing up, you know, I was always, like, the punchline of friend groups, you know? Mm-hmm. And when you're that way for so long and you don't know how to adequately stand up for yourself, you just start lashing out anytime someone says something to you because you're always like, are you with me now? Like, yeah. Is it you? Like, what do you, you want? Know. Like, why are you bothering me? 
and you know, like growing up like that, I feel like maybe um, you, because I, I, I dealt with kind of like the same thing too. And I feel like for me, I grew up and I started choosing people who, you know, subconsciously reminded me of that, you know, so having those friends who would make you the punchline or, you know, that type of thing. Like I realized I'm like, I chose them because they have reminded me of basically where I came from. Exactly. It's your company. And yeah and it's like that's so sad it is and oh. things i had to realize like being abused being put down emotionally was my comfort zone you know yeah and i feel like a lot of people that's their comfort zone and they don't know it like especially in relationships like they keep picking people who are always putting them down because that's all they know and when you don't know what healthy love looks like you don't know what to look for and that's why I be like, y'all be thinking I'm like a hater of relationships. I'm really not. I just don't, I don't like it when people like do the back to back thing when it comes to relationships, because you're basically going to keep dating the same person in different yes. bodies. Like you, you just finna keep learning the same lesson until you really learn that shit. Like mm -hmm. it happens, you know, like I, I don't be trying to keep y'all from being happy. I literally want y'all to find somebody different. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I have a, like a, a Twitter friend who posted about like my therapist was encouraging me to date how their if therapist was encouraging them to go on a date. The therapist said one date a week. I was like, I don't know about one date a week, maybe one date a month, but that's between you and your therapist. <laughs> yeah, that's our business. But, um, but the people on Twitter were like, <laughs> you're in therapy and you're trying to date. And I was like, here we go. <laughs> bitch and why the fuck so now I'm undateable because I'm in therapy but I'm wow. also just like if some of you mofos went to therapy before getting instead of getting into relationship after relationship maybe you would be able to find a relationship that just stuck yeah like why do you think you're okay because you never went but you keep going back to back in relationships like oh well they keep coming back like somebody's still coming back y'all that is not a fucking compliment they just know they got access to you that's dummy. what I'm saying like, some of y'all don't even realize that you're basically someone's safety net. Like, it's, I can go off and do whatever I want, but I, I know you'll always be there to take me back. Like, that's not healthy. That's not uh, love. I, I hate when people try to act like their struggle love is something that people should look for. Like, I don't want that. Like, we always together. Y'all always cheating, too. But I, you know what? I have fun. Right. Like, <laughs> I'll always cheating on each other, too. But that's your business. Mm. Excuse the fuck out of me for not wanting that. What you got for Christmas, Chlamydia? Okay, so <laughs> somebody just turned us off. Said these bitches don't want nothing anyway. I don't know why some motherfucking twenty somethings you're trying to talk to me about how I'm supposed to live my life. Okay, go to therapy, baby. We love you, girl. We done lived enough life to be damn forty. If trauma aged you, <laughs> that part. If trauma aged us, we'd be so old. 40. Oh I know. I, I feel like my my therapist who was like in her, I think she's at least 50 now. She is like no, you're about 28 going on 48. It's <laughs> crazy. A woman in her late 40s said, no, sweetie, you, you definitely are mentally older. Yeah. Well, for me, I started my healing journey at about 19 
in undergrad um when i first started going to therapy yeah so i had never been to therapy before that um we uh, so i just went through everything i went through you know pre-puberty during puberty in the household outside of the household at school so once i got to undergrad i was pretty damaged and <laughs> me too i just knew i needed some help <laughs> like, me too bro me too <laughs> yeah like i was like bitch i need some help somehow i need to talk to somebody so when i but when i first got there in therapy i talked more about um and this is due to like some of the questions they would ask but i talked more about like my home life and obviously i definitely needed to talk about that because it affected me a lot um but as i got you know later on into life i had started to realize how a lot of you know my relationships in the past had affected me too and it, i found myself like what 25 just now processing relationships from like high school and how they affected me yeah. <laughs> and i was like "Bitch, i'm supposed to be over this and my therapist was like and why because somebody said so exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and then i started to realize i'm like a lot of people aren't over those things you know they just didn't talk about it anymore and if you look if you really examine some people's lives you know, they're pretty much recreating their high school relationships in their late 20s now because they never really processed what happened to them in those things. Because a lot of for a lot of us, our relationships at that point in time were traumatic. I know mine were. So, yeah, I, I have found myself. It was like 25, 26. I was like just now realizing like two niggas <laughs> it was two niggas and I was like oh shit you know I had kind of talked about the first one but not the second one at all because mm -hmm. I still hadn't really admitted to myself how much that motherfucker played in my face but yeah girl it was crazy so yeah I definitely um I just spent a lot of time in therapy like I've been in therapy on and off since I was 19 like that's almost 10 years of therapy and yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. It ain't over. <laughs> like people always like, why are you like I'm like, I'm a well I'm as well adjusted as I am because I went to therapy. Like, and you're not gonna make me feel bad because I do stuff to make sure I'm a well-adjusted human being. <laughs> you gotta think about everything we done been through, y'all. Like, imagine trying to process like 10, 20 years of, of trauma in like three years. Like, you can't do that shit. I'm no, sorry. It's years, years of Trump. You can't undo that overnight. It's hard work. It was hard fucking work. And like, I even, you know, I had been getting defensive with my therapist at times. Yeah. Um, like, it was times where I even like just walked out. I didn't want to do it no more. Like, <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> so. But I, I just had to face a lot of my own demons. And I think that's why I'm so self-aware now. Um, but even like, you know, being so self-aware, I was still fucking up. I just knew I was fucking up. That was the only difference. <laughs> so like like in my last relationship, like that's why I didn't tell a lot of people, like so many people 
on this side of the country was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know that's what you was going through. I'm like, I know you didn't. Cause I didn't want to say nothing until I knew I was ready to stop being stupid. Like I knew I was being stupid. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, when I'm done being dumb, I'm gonna tell y'all, I promise you, but I wasn't done yet. So there it was. That's real though. But that's the thing is that it's just like, I don't know, like just, this is why I just tell people like, just stay off social media with some stuff because social media, like people just are not nice <laughs> mm-hmm. and just punch down. Like, it's just, it's just weird. And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, don't let somebody make you feel bad for being on a healing journey. Like, it's just, it's always weird to me. I'm like, why are you like, again, like the whole, if you in therapy, you shouldn't be in a relationship. Why? Why, bitch? Like, give me a good answer. Why? Like, because and it's like, why? Because you don't understand what therapy is. I got half of mine to start my next relationship in therapy. Don't play with me. We're going to have our first date. <laughs> in front of the lady <laughs> I mean some of y'all I'm like some of y'all need to take these people that y'all be messing with to a couple's counseling session mm-hmm. like honestly mm-hmm. I know people who now are like before they got married they had couples counseling and people be like if you need to go to couples counseling that's when you shouldn't get married and it's like why because you want to make sure that everybody's on the same page because y'all don't understand how therapy works y'all love lying in relationships that's one thing I learned. Y'all love living a lie. I don't know what the fuck that is, what y'all obsession with that is, but y'all love lying. I can't. Like, I can't live a lie. Mm-mm. We going to therapy. That's one thing we going to do. Even if we don't feel like we need it. If we talking about getting married, bitch, we're going to therapy. That's what we're doing. Because I need to know what I don't know, what you don't know. I need to do what, what that man said on the boondocks. There are no knowns and there are known unknowns. And then there are unknown unknowns. <laughs> Things that you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Love that man. The absence of evidence is the evidence of absence. It ain't. He, he ain't lying. He wasn't wrong though. Just because you don't know that you don't know something don't mean that it ain't there. So, gotta go figure it out. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, y'all. But, yeah, like, I, I spent a lot of time. I spent the majority of my undergrad career in therapy, grad school, of course. And I'm in therapy now. And I think um, the thing that's, you know, different now than back then, obviously, more self-aware you know i'm i'm bringing shit to therapy now i used to i remember i used to hate getting homework that was like my least favorite thing when i first started therapy like oh, this bitch giving me another worksheet fuck her like <laughs> so mad <laughs> but now i understand it like now i'm like bitch give me a worksheet i don't give a fuck i bet you i'll, I'll pass that shit with flying colors i'll be treating it like it's a grade but Okay, so what was what was your most shocking revelation on your healing journey so far? I think this is when people say like, because you know on Twitter again everything goes like Twitter, but you know how sometimes Twitter. Like Twitter, they always be like, um, women always avoiding like accountability and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm like accountability is when you do really like for me is that I had to start being like 
were these women and whatever wrong for how they treated me? Damn straight. But then I had to also say, like, I keep choosing these people. True. So you're like, why are you single right now? I'm like, because I pick some people that are out of their mind. And I'm what like, they be seeing? Your, your picker is off? Yes. <laughs> and I remember my therapist told me, I was like, what the? Did she just disrespect me? Of course she didn't. But I was just like, I was <laughs> low-key mad because I was like, damn it. I have to take responsibility for the fact that I'm picking these motherfuckers. Yeah. You said. You said. You'd be like, damn it. I'll be picking this motherfucker. I'll be picking these people. You know? No, you're not wrong. You're not they wrong. Okay. You know what? Like, they wouldn't have had, had access to me if I didn't pick them. Yeah. I was realizing that when I was um, reading the current book for this month and I had even, I had just journaled before we got on here and I was like, I always say, you know, oh, I know I'm beautiful, but I don't know that other people see me that way type of thing. I always say that, but you got to think about it. Like I always assume I'm intelligent. So I never really question myself in those kind of environments. And I always think that other people see me as intelligent, right? So if I don't assume that I'm beautiful to others, then what does that really say about how I feel about myself? Like, do I genuinely think I'm beautiful? Do I genuinely think I'm worthy? You know, then it kind of brought me back to my last relationship. And I was like, you know, in my last relationship, there were a lot of times where I felt unworthy, even though on paper, let's be fucking for real. He was the one who was out of my, he wasn't in my league. Not, you know, I'm not in his league or how does it work? He basically, he wasn't worthy of me. I was out of his, exactly. I was out of his league, but I felt like he was out of mine, you know, based off of the way I behaved. Um, And so it, yeah, it really brought me to that reality of like, yeah, I just didn't value myself. Like, I thought it was just the fact of like, oh, I just wanted to fuck him and I ended up in a fucked up situation. But it was it was much more than that. It was like, I didn't feel like I was even worthy of him, mm-hmm. let alone what I'm actually worthy of. So, mm-hmm. I had a lot, a lot, long ways to go, self-esteem-wise. Jesus. Um, I think another thing that really helped me get more of like a stop being timid in public type of thing is that I used to apologize for somehow like being in a space that I had every right to be as everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I'm in the gym and I'm apologizing because I'm on the bench press. Like I have the right to be. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And she was like, stop apologizing for taking up the space that you're entitled to. Right. And it made me think like, I'm up here apologizing to people for existing. Like I have the right to do. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Because you've been told that you don't deserve that. And that's crazy. Like, and it's crazy because people will sit there and make you feel like you don't even deserve to feel that you have a space in this earth. And it's like, no. And so now, I, 
And so now, like, if I accidentally, like, cross paths with somebody, I'm like, oh, my bad, excuse me. And I just keep going. But, like, this whole over-apologizing and shit for being in the same area as somebody. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it was just weird. Like, I always just used to apologize for just being near someone. It's weird. Yeah. But, I mean, like, for you, like, your, like you said, your shelter was threatened a lot of times, like, you were even told that you didn't even deserve to be living with your own parents. I mean, so, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, that makes sense that you felt like you needed to apologize for simply existing, you know, cause you were never taught to feel entitled to exist. So. Which is wild. Like it's very wild how like someone can make someone feel another I always just feel like it's really wild that there are human beings out there that think that they have the right to tell another human being what their worth is. Honestly. Like, that's a crazy concept to me. Like, it's like, who do you, as a flesh and blood human, think you are to tell me, another flesh and blood human, what my worth is? Right. To think that you have the have to, to think that you have the right to tell me how I should live my life. And there are assholes who like pounce on that. Like they know that you feel that way about yourself and they utilize that to their advantage. But see like actual like secure people, what I've realized is like when you feel like that about yourself, like it low-key turns them off. Like some yeah. people, when they feel like confident about themselves and they love themselves, like they don't like being around people who just don't. You know what I'm saying? And especially, I hate the word arrogant because people don't actually understand what arrogance is. And that arrogance isn't always a bad thing. Like I hate it when men, that there's this new thing of men being like, women need to be humbled. Why? Girl, cause like, not- why are you so upset at the fact that someone feels good about themselves? Like, why do you, who the, again, I'm like, who the hell do you think you are that you have the right to tell somebody whether or not they should feel good about themselves? Like the fact that there's so many men out there that be like, women think they're too important and they think they're too special need to be humbled. And I'm always just like, what is wrong with you? First of all, where the fuck do they be getting these ideas from? Because I know so many women who feel the exact opposite of that. Like, I know so many women who are same age as me, 28, probably even older, you know, just now feeling like, damn, I deserve to take up space. So where the fuck are y'all getting these ideas? You know what I'm saying? We need to be humbled. Like, I just said that I just learned that I have the right to exist on this planet. And you think that I need you to come around me? And tell me and like decide whether or not I should be like, that's why people are getting mad at y'all because like you playing with people who already are fighting to feel good about themselves. Bitch, I'm fighting for my life. (laughs) And my new thing to people that act like that, I'm like, why don't you want someone to feel good about about themselves? And no one ever answers me. Girl. Like I'll sit there and be like, why are you fighting so hard for people to not feel good about themselves? And no one answered my question ever. They're projecting like some hoes. Because then it's like you have to say out loud, I don't like people feeling good about themselves. Okay, why? (laughs) Why, friend? Why? (laughs) Your your therapist is going to make you answer. 
why do you feel like you can't let people feel good about themselves? Child. And people aren't ready to have to have that conversation and be like, because I don't feel good about myself. So other people can't feel good about themselves. Like men's insecurities is a whole other, like, girl, I can't. It's it's crazy. And it's crazy how other people's insecurities just infect other people. It's weird. Yeah. But you know what my shocking revelation was? What? I just could not believe it. Girl, sometimes I really am the bad guy. (laughs) But everybody's been, though, Taylor. No, but like, I, you know how you be, when you be people pleasing your whole life and you just be thinking, oh, I'm a people pleaser. Why would I be the bad guy? Bitch, you still are. Like, (laughs) you still are. It sucks. That was a while ago, though. I realized that I've, I've just gotten to the point where I'm comfortable being the villain. And I think that still goes back to that whole, like, you deserve to take up space thing. Because why the fuck do I not? feel like okay I should have space to be the villain too all these people fuck me over but I can't fuck nobody over and I'm not saying I want to do that shit on purpose but I'm just saying if they get room to be human and do dumb shit why can't I you're asking the right questions though for real that's the thing is that I do feel like people you ever felt like oh so when they do it it's fine but when I do it it's a problem no, but honestly, I feel like I, I'm always held to like this this standard. Yes. Of like 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 when um like in my last relationship and and his child's mom would just say or do whatever the fuck. And the minute I respond, oh, I'm the bad guy. You sitting up here talking about, well, you you made her cry while she was pregnant. I'm like, she knew she was pregnant when she slid in my DMs on that bullshit. Like, don't sit up here and try to make it my problem. (laughs) I don't Don't care to shit. (laughs) I hate that shit. I didn't tell you to bother me. You bothered me. So this is what happened. Now you're mad? And now I'm wrong? Like, I've always been so mad when, like, I stood up for myself and somebody bothered me and I didn't tell them to do that. And all of a sudden, Cassie, you doing too much. You doing too much. Oh, my God. And that's been happening since I was a child. I kid you not. The minute I respond, the minute... It is world war fucking through. Oh my God, why would you do that? Or you doing too much. You so, even being being called like immature and things like that. I'm like, for responding to a bitch who came after me, I didn't even give a fuck that she was breathing. This motherfucker came for me. Like That's the part that's making me so damn mad. Like she or he or whoever, they bothered me. Nobody's yelling at them for bothering me in the first place. nobody is all about my response and it's like i'd be wondering i'm like what is it about me you know that makes people feel that way when i stand up for myself because i don't see that happen to everybody no but i do know people like like you you said that happens to you at erica i've seen it happen to her like people just hold us to a higher standard for whatever reason and I, I think that pisses me off because what is it that you're expecting from me that you're not expecting from these motherfuckers that, that fuck with me in the first place? Like, I, I'm, I really want to know. 
it's it's weird and it's happened my mom she told me a story and i'm sorry i love my mom this must have the coolest mom ever love her he was in church and this little boy said he was he was saying some nasty shit to her or something like that um like some perverted shit or whatever and i guess my mom turned around and said that's why you don't know who your daddy is <laughs> and of course little boy cries because damn but again he bothered my mom. Them women, them women in church reprimanded my mom and my mom only. <laughs> saying, you shouldn't have been saying all of that. It ain't what's said to you. It's how you respond. And I was just in my head like... What the fuck does that even mean? You know what I'm saying? And I'm always like, this is why there's people are out here that don't like to fuck with folk. Because it's like, if you bother me, you're going to be mad when I go off on you. And then everybody's going to be mad at me. I don't get it. And like, I even tried to look at it from an astrological perspective. Like, um, cause I know they said when you have a lot of, a lot of Saturn ruled placements, um, you tend to, people tend to hold you to a higher standard. And I was like, well, I am a Libra. I have a lot of Libra placements. Saturn is exalted in Libra. So, I mean, I guess, <laughs> But I'm like, I'm ruled by Venus, you know, but then I also have a lot of 11th house placements, which Aquarius energy, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn. So I'm like, okay, maybe that contributes to it. Who the fuck knows? <laughs> I'm like, maybe that explains it. You know, maybe I'm just a person that people think is just supposed to be so level headed all the time. It's supposed to do right all the time because when you're Saturn ruled, that's what people think of you. But I'm like, okay, but my most prominent placements, Libra, Scorpio, like, come on now. <laughs> Hello, I'm nuts, you know? So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm in denial. <laughs> no, it's a thing where like it's one thing. Like I feel like that's also part of the the healing process is that people be acting like because you are like actively trying to heal your shit, you're not allowed to get mad anymore. Yeah, you're supposed like to be healing. You getting mad? You're oppressing me. I'm a human being. You can't just press me and think I'm not gonna react. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you this. On my healing journey, I have realized that I have let so many people slide that should have never slid, and that's why y'all don't be sliding no fucking more. Like, I was just thinking about, I'm like, when you meet a person who was like ultra sweet and then one day you meet them again and they are like, don't fuck with me, that person got tired. I respect I, I, yeah, that's exactly that's a person who was like, since y'all can't appreciate me when I'm sweet, now I'm going to show you something that ain't nobody going to like. Because <laughs> I'm so tired of people thinking they can bully me. Like, are you fucking okay? Bitch, I, I will hurt you. You know, like, that's how I am. And now I just be hurting bitches. Like, I, because I... I've always had something to lose, like, you know, whether it was me being in school and I was involved in things or, you know, being a gifted student or whatever the fuck or wanting degrees, you know, there was always something holding me back from smacking a bitch. Right. So yeah. it's like once I got my master's, I'm like, well, I got everything I wanted. <laughs> they ain't gonna take it away. <laughs> Like, it's one of them things now, too. Like, I laugh because one of my friends, like, one of my besties, she had to tell me, she said, Cassidy, no one is going to fight you. And I said, we talking about, she said, Cassidy, you're almost six feet tall, all them tattoos, you mad dog everybody. 
people know you trained MMA before. No one's going to try and bother you. <laughs> and it made me realize, like, I'm protected because I feel like I give off, like, don't <laughs> energy. And I feel like, you know, because me, I'm the exact opposite. And I think that's why people be thinking, oh, well, I can fuck with her. I can bully her. And then when they get punched, it's like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> she really did that to me? Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but some of my favorite people, like, people say, like, why don't you, like, I'm like, I don't press people because I'm like, it's the thing. You don't know who can beat your ass for real. Like, do you know I used to fight niggas as a kid? Like, girl, leave me alone. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what people used to do. Like, and that's why I say, you don't know who's a trained fighter in some capacity. Like, you used to wrestle. I used to wrestle. I used to fight my my boy cousins. I used to beat up boys on the playground. Like, I have a history of just beating up niggas. And so for bitches to really think that this is something that they actually want is crazy to me. Like, I don't know, I don't know what it's about. But I also realized, too, like, as I healed more, like, for real, I did get more, I won't say I got more violent, but I'll say I got more confrontational. Like, yeah. because I realized I wasn't as confrontational as I should have been in a lot of conversations. Com well, yeah, conversations, situations, whatever. Yeah. I just wasn't as confrontational as I should have been. So, as I healed more, I got more into that, and yeah. That's where I am. Like, I'm not just running around just beating bitches up. I'm not Krishan or nobody, but no. Just don't. If you were like Krishan, I couldn't hang out with you, Taylor, because I'd be like, I can't be sitting up here having to make sure she <laughs> I'd be like, she fighting somebody again? Again? No, I couldn't hang out with Krishan. Krishan would stress me out because I'd be like, just don't talk to her. Tell me, like, Gangsta Wishes got shot again? Again? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah like it's just it's it's real though like it is a thing where like there's people out here that they're just they, they are so closed off because they're like people have played with them for too much and like i've been the friend like i've gotten bullied in so many friend groups it's not even funny and i think like now i'm so like runneth up bitch because i want to honor the little girl that i the little girl inside me who didn't stand up for herself for so precisely long. That's who really be beating the fuck out of y'all. It'd be my inner teen. <laughs> my inner teen, my inner elementary school kid who, like, I can tell you, like, from a young age, like, I remember this girl used to bully me. Her name was Yvette, and she used to call me a dumbass. Like, I remember one time as a kid, I was in, I walked up, and she went, oh, hey, guys, it's the dumbass. <gasps> Cassidy! Oh, my God! Yes. That is not, oh my God. How I hate did you bullies. have a friend that way? I hate bullies. I hate bullies. Oh my Lord. It's why I'm putting my kids into boxing. Like, as for me and my household, my kids will kick your kids' ass. <laughs> I want that on like a thing so I can put it on the wall. Yeah. For me and my house, we beat that ass. Like, yes. Because we do. <laughs> Like it's one I I was sitting there one day and I said one day I'm gonna be a mom and I wanna tell my kid every day before they go to school, be kind, but don't not, but don't let nobody play with you. Nobody. Be kind, but don't take no crap. <laughs> if they feel like they can feed off of you or they can people be trying to leech off your energy. That's what it is. People be trying to make you feel lower about yourself. 
so that they can feel better about themselves because motherfuckers be walking around empty I used to think that people were being silly with that whole, you know, bullies bully because they don't feel good about themselves. I'm like, nah, they just mean. Then I got older and I really thought about it and I was like, you got to feel bad about yourself to treat somebody like that. I have never, when I tell you never, I have never had an issue with somebody who was doing better than me in life, ever. And it took so long for me to even think about that. I'm like, Oh my God, like this bitch really is jealous, but who cares? Like, like you could go and if you wanted to, you could have what I have in life. You just choosing to spend your time hating on me. Like, yeah, do something productive, please. I'm trying to tell you, like, especially from our last episode, one thing I had to learn was that if you always hating on somebody else, you can't expect people to celebrate you. You can't. And honestly, like you hating on other people is not going to help you get closer to your dreams. Mm -mm. Somebody said that in the song. This is true though. Like me, I'm, I'm a thing where I'm like, I need to be happy to see all of us eat. Like I'm happy when I see friends of mine doing good in music. And now I'd be like, Ooh, I might have to have you do an original song for one of my films one day. Yeah. Like I, I'd be feeling like this, like, People who like came at me from like this hating ass or like bullying ass perspective, like we honestly could have been friends. For real. I could have I could have really like supported you in whatever it is that you wanted out of life. Like we, we really could have been that. <laughs> we could have had it all rolling the deep. Could have had it all, but you you had to be a hating ass bitch. If only Adele had wrote that instead. But you had to be a hating ass bitch exactly you had to be a hating ass bitch and ruin it for yourself because honestly even with you doing all that shit you're doing saying all that shit you're saying i'm still doing better than you in life and you're still doing the same amount of nothing could have had it all rolling the deep <sighs> you'll miss it. out on some good people hating on folk for real seriously and and I'm not saying this just as a person who has received the treatment. I've also been like that too, like hating on somebody. Now I've never been a bully, but I've definitely like hated on people or been like, I don't want to fuck with her. I don't like her attitude. Whole time the bitch is just confident and I'm not. So <laughs> I could have I could have been friends with her if we could have, you know, really kicked it. And I could have even gained something from that friendship, learned something about myself from that friendship. But instead of coming at it from that perspective, I'm hating on bitches because I, I don't feel a ways about myself. It was sad. I, I did that a lot during undergrad. I hated on a lot of people. Oh, me too. Because they, they came from a lot more than me. So it pissed me off. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like when I stopped and I started really just enjoying what I had to offer, like when you stop hating on people for what they, for what you don't have and focus on the shit that you can do, mm -hmm. it just, it's good. Like it's a thing now where it's like, I got people that cannot do what I can do the way that I do it. And I just focus on honing that. And I focus on the fact that I have something that can't be copied. A hoe could never. You know, like one thing that I, I think that helped me is that I, ain't nobody going, there's not going to be another Cassidy. There won't be another Taylor. Like, there will never be another you. You are genuinely an original. 
like people that say like you're not special like meaning like you're not the world doesn't revolve around you but we all are special because our dna sequence is once in a lifetime yeah like i know it sounds cliche but like we really are all special i'm not no, it's the truth. your dna sequence is your dna sequence like you gotta think about it y'all just from the time of conception you are the sperm out of how many million that won yeah bitch you won yeah you swam the fastest like it's crazy to me like people ain't nobody special you and it's just like you're one of a billion it's like yeah you are one of a billion but we're all one of a billion all of us are a one out of something out of how many million of a chance I'm telling you. Like, like you exist. You didn't have to. It could have been another one. It could have been somebody else. Like, the way you think, who you are. Like, that's the thing about humanity is that none of us have truly unique experience, experiences, but we all are our own person. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I love spirituality. Because spirituality is such an individual journey, but it's all for a collective purpose. Like, it's giving Aquarius, but anyways. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Where would you say you are in your healing journey right now? I feel like I'm, I feel like honestly, like I like where life is going. Like I like who I am. Like I'm at a point where, and I've, and I think because I've felt stronger since cutting people out of my life that were trying to hold me back, cutting people out of my life where it was not a equal relationship, um, standing up for myself more, understanding that I have every right to stand up for myself, understanding that I have every right to tell somebody you don't have a right to talk to me that way. Mm -hmm. um, it makes me feel good. Like, and, I, and I'm in a place in my healing journey too where I feel like, Yes, I still get angry, but I'm also giving myself grace. And I know that when I have moments of like anger or whatever, I just remind myself like, okay, time to check in at therapy. Let's sort some stuff out and get back to it. And that's why I tell people like, don't sit up here and feel ashamed or try to shame people for going to therapy. We're just trying to make sure we're getting it right. You think I go to therapy because I have something wrong with me. I'm just going to therapy to make sure that I'm making good decisions for myself <laughs> for myself and also in a, in a bigger sense for others mm -hmm. because honestly heal people heal people that's okay. the kind of person i want to be exactly i think for me i'm at the point of my healing journey where i'm understanding the true importance of a community um because I remember I used to hate the term hyper-independence. I used to be like, bitch, how you want to be mad at me for being self-sufficient? No, I, I used to be like, oh, I'm like, oh, now it's a problem to be able to stand on your own. Here yeah. we go. Like, bitch, excuse me for being able to do for myself. But I, felt, I, yeah, I, I smell like bitch in here. But see, what I realized hyper-independence is, mm -hmm. it's like, it's like a over-dependence on self. You know, like, you know how you can be, like, codependent with others? Like, it's like having a codependent relationship with yourself. Like, mm -hmm. you're putting too much pressure on yourself 
to deliver in certain ways when, you know, if you had like a, a solid community around you, you could delegate that shit. <laughs> you know? So it's like, this isn't even from like a, a material perspective, like, oh, motherfuckers give me an apartment, a car. Like, no, we ain't talking about that. I'm saying like, when you're able to provide certain things for yourself emotionally, mentally, that's great. But sometimes you need help with that, you know, and, and that's okay because you can't depend on one person for everything. And that is true for your autonomous relationship as well as with your relationship for, with others. Like you got to learn how to delegate. So I'm, I'm learning the importance of a community and knowing that I deserve a community, even though I'm not all the way there yet, you know? Because mm -hmm. I, I have trouble with that too. I'm like, well, I'm not at this place in life, you know, so I don't feel like I need friends. I need to be focused on what I need to do. Like, you know, but people can help you with that. Yeah. It's okay to need people. I think that's one thing that I feel a lot of people are feel ashamed of. Like, I don't need friends. I only need myself. And it's like humans are social creatures. We're supposed to need people. It's okay to need people. Like, I hate this whole, like, if you're weak, if it, shut up. Like, God damn, nobody is a superhero. Stop making you being a human more stressful than it already is. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't stand people that do that. Like, I'm about to make being human, like, being human is hard enough. But now I'm going to tell you, you can't do this, this, and this to be a true, strong human. Like, shut up. The strongest thing you can do is ask for help. Yeah, and I hate doing that shit. Because you have to humble yourself. You got to swallow so much pride, especially when you're hyper independent. But it's the strongest. It's the strongest thing you can do because it's you saying, "I need a community," and there's no weakness in that. Yeah, like even like now in this situation I'm in now, like I didn't lean on my family until I absolutely positively had to. You know, like I never. I mean, I, I told my mom, but I ain't, I ain't really tell nobody else. And I told her not to tell nobody else, you know, about what I was going through in my last relationship, how I was trying to move out and all that shit. I didn't tell nobody until I had to leave, you know, until I had to say, you know, fuck it. I, I got to leave this apartment. I got to go because my peace and my, my sanity is at stake. You know, nobody knew anything until then. And. I'm starting to realize, I'm like, damn, if I would have said something earlier, maybe I'd still be, you know, even in Vegas. Who knows? Because the way that they popped up and was like, you know what? We're going to ship your car. <laughs> We're going to do this for you. I'm like, damn, if I knew my family was going to come through for me like that, I probably would have said something earlier. And I probably would have been able to be here a little bit longer and do what I wanted to do. But I just didn't know and I didn't want to ask. I didn't want to ask for help. And so and, and it's hard coming to a realization like that. Like I kind of fucked myself up by not saying something. Same you know, to people that gave a fuck. The same thing to me. I sat in a situation for years, just hurting and confused. And my mom even said to me, Cassie, I wish you would have told me what was going on. And I was like, I don't know why I felt afraid to tell you what was happening. Yeah, but like had I, I wish I had told her way sooner because then I probably would have just been in a better space and I wouldn't have had to endure the pain I was enduring last year for so long by myself. 
Yeah. And see, I'm, and I'm not, you know, just talking on like a, a financial tip either. Like they could have helped me brainstorm, you know, figure out how to get from this apartment to my own by myself. Because like, let's be fucking for real. Like I had built my life before I even met that nigga. So <laughs> for everything to come crashing down and all that stuff, it's literally because, you know, I had put his name on some paperwork and it just shouldn't have been there. But that's neither here nor there at this point. But yeah, I'm I'm very capable of doing it. It's just at the time, you know, because I knew I was capable, I didn't think I needed to ask for help. But I did. Yeah. So that's real. It's real. I feel like a lot of us just we feel like we have to endure we don't want to be a burden but honestly y'all need to understand healing is a team effort mm -hmm. you can't heal by yourself you need friends you need people with you you need the people in your life that genuinely care about you like to be there yeah like why else would god the scorpio put all of us on this floating rock together right we supposed to help each other so acting like needing people is a weakness like you don't understand what being human is then yeah and I always feel like that like for a very long time I felt like it was weak to ask for help like that's why I didn't want to go home like honestly I could have been went home and been got back to where I needed to be a long time ago but I never wanted to go home it was always a last resort I was like nope I ain't going back home that's some weak shit <laughs> I'm not awake, bitch. No, I'm going to just stick it out here. Whatever, girl. If I would have came home maybe three years ago, I'd probably already be back in Vegas. <laughs> Doing what I want to do. But you live, you learn. So, that, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Just understanding the true importance of a community. And. Just learning to have people around me that I can ask for help and who make me feel safe. You know, not just people to have fun with, drink with, whatever. Like, because, girl, I, I could drink by myself. I don't need you to, to drink with me. Okay. <laughs> I need I need a friend. I need somebody to talk to. I need somebody to relate with, you know. So, all right. Well. What's the moral of the story? Well, the moral of the story is that healing isn't linear. And understand, you have to give yourself so much grace during the healing process. And honestly, it's lifelong. Um, you don't have to be healed by 20-something. You ain't got to be healed by 50. You ain't got to. Healing is a thing that you keep doing, and the more you do it, it's just like, even though it might always be a little sore, no matter what the situation is, you're in a better place about it. And you can now help people through their own darkness. Period. I love it. My moral of the story is, you know, healing is super personalized. So I know we have all these people on social media trying to tell you how to go about it. And it's cool and everything. Take some tips. Take what resonates. Leave what doesn't. You know how they say, the tarot readers. But at the end of the day, healing is personalized to you. So don't let nobody discourage you from doing something that might heal you. Don't let nobody encourage you to do something that you don't feel comfortable doing. 
when it comes to healing. Like it's your journey and your journey alone. So, okay. Well, it's shot o'clock slash taupe time. So I'm going to say cheers to healing for real. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Let's get into our songs of the week. So my song of the week is 400 Degrees by Juvenile. <laughs> Juvenile? Juvenile. All right, I'm with it. Girl, I don't know what had me thinking. I was like, because I remember they played it. Because, you know, I was in the band, but I was a dancer. And so I remember they played it one night when... We was um we went to go see one of the more black school. Cause it was a black school, but this school was more black. And so mm-hmm. we went to go see them, and they played it, and it was so lit. And I went to go listen to the song because I wanted to remember the dance. We was like low key making up while they was doing they stands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's where that come from. Nice. Um, my song of the week is Jealousy. By Cardi B and Offset. Oh, okay. Even though they broke up, but Cardi B's like last. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna say shit. <laughs> no, I, you know it's one of the things I'm like, this is a little awkward, but the song is still fire. Um, her verse, her the her verse at the end of Jealousy is what I don't know. It gave me chills the other day. I I really to like that. She went the fuck off. Like I really was just like. This is how I feel, man. Like it just captures really how I've been feeling lately. I'm gonna go listen to it because I, I never heard it. Um, yeah, I haven't listened to a lot of their songs. I'd be liking to listen to her. You know how you know how Beyonce fans be like, damn, why you always trying to bring Jay everywhere? You know, like that's how I feel about Cardi. <laughs> no, that's how I feel about the song Jealousy. Like, I wish there was a version with just Cardi just going off. The yeah. Whole like you see, I didn't say. Uh, Offset's verse. I said Cardi's because her verse and that song, like it just, if you really been having people hating on you, that that song just really, her verse just make you feel like, thank you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Thank you. I felt the same way about Lick. Like, I'm like, Lick, Lick was an amazing song. And then she put Offset on it. And it wasn't bad with him on it. It's just, I like the one with her on it. No, like, it's just like, I'm not here for Offset. I'm here, yeah, for, I'm here for him. If I wanted to listen to him, I would have listened to his album. You know, and don't get me like I'm saying, I love Offset. Like, yeah. this is Ego's friendly podcast. <laughs> we love, we love all y'all. Yeah, but it's just a thing where it's like with jealousy, I'm like, mm, thank you, Offset, but we just want Cardi. We love you, though. We do love you. I was definitely rooting for him to get out of jail when he went to jail when I was on um, when I was an undergrad. You know, he went to jail in my in my college town. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> he did. They was performing. They was performing for a spring. Con- it was spring concert. Oh, I'd have been been like, free off that. You finna mess up my plans, girl. I don't even think they walked on stage. And whole whole time, our stupid ass, we rushing back from Savannah. We like, oh shit, we wanna we wanna go to the spring concert now because we were so unsure. We we didn't even did we buy tickets. I think we did buy our tickets, but we was just late coming back. And so by the time we get back, they like. Damn, these niggas didn't even go on stage. It was like, what the fuck happened? They searched their shit and they they said they smell weed. What the fuck? They- oh my god! <laughs> and you know, Statesboro, Statesboro is like 
you can't you can't do none of that. You can't smoke weed. It's a dry county. Yeah. You gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go to the county line to get liquor. Like it's oh my god. Oh yeah, it was it was crazy. I don't even understand how we were as drunk as we were the whole four years because. Bitch, we had to drive down there 30 minutes just to get liquor. Like, it was crazy. I had to have an operation. <laughs> a whole operation. <laughs> no, there would be times, like, when we knew. Like, I knew to get my liquor early before homecoming. Because we only got one liquor store 30 minutes down the street. I already know all the frats going to get everything. So, I was like, bitch, I'll go two weeks early. Get my liquor. Yeah. Because, uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah. That's how, it, that's how Statesboro was. Like... That's why second time around, that's why I went to Vegas. Cause bitch, I don't have time for that. Who the fuck got time for that? I'm trying to get fucked I, up. I wish I would have been a stoner in college because that's the one thing everybody had was weed. Oh girl. One thing everybody gonna have in California, everybody got some weed or know where to get it. <laughs> I bet you undergrad in California was probably so lit. Oh my God. I had fun. If there's one thing I'll say about college. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. So did you yeah, go? I, you went to Cali for undergrad? Yes. Okay. What, yes. What school? University of Redlands. I miss my friends. Oh, I, my college God. friends, I miss them people every day. Because <laughs> see, this whole time I've been thinking you went to UNLV both times. Mm-mm. Oh, wow. Mm-mm. I bet you that was so much fun. Girl, if... If I could do anything over again, it would be that. I would go out of state to college. Because I was just talking about that today. I was like, damn. I, Because I was on like free and reduced lunch. So when you're on free and reduced lunch at my high school, you get two college fee waivers. So you, um, they waive your college or they basically pay for your application. Oh, nice. Um, for you. But they only give you two. So I applied to two schools because I was scared to apply out of state because my mom was like scaring me with the whole, oh, it's out of state fees. Like you're going to have to pay a lot more. And then on top of that, you know, I it only covered so much of the um, college fee, like the application fee. So I just went on ahead and applied in state because it just seemed easier. And that's why I ended up where I was. Not to say I regret it. It was so much fun. But I think if I would have just, you know, followed my gut, followed my dream, went out of state, I think I would have had more fun. But that's just me. So, but I, but regardless, Georgia Southern was a ball. So don't think I'm talking shit. I love, I'm an equal forever. I'm rebel forever. All that shit. <laughs> Bulldogs, but yeah. I do remember this argument I got in this dude because he called me wealthy and I was very insulted for some reason because how dare you call my broke ass wealthy? He called you wealthy? Why he say that? He said, because Redlands is not cheap, but I remember his dumb ass sat there and said, like, we, I went, it was in this church group when I was there. I, can't, I shortly stopped going after because he made me mad and <laughs> we never settled it. But he sat there and said, you go to one of the top, most expensive colleges in the country. You're wealthy. And I'm like, it's called financial aid packages and scholarships. And exactly. Um, what are you talking about? And then he kept arguing with me and I'm like, why is some motherfucker arguing with my finances? Yeah, and my thing is, why why do y'all think we pay for college out of pocket? No like, one like, does that shit. Like that mess made I don't know why. I still think about that from time to time. And if I saw him, I'd be like, 
you lucky you a Christian because I really got some stuff to say to you, but whatever. Like, you stupid bitch. Like, why did you? He must ain't go to school. He don't know. That's what I'm saying, because the, the thing was on campus, and I don't know, it just always made me mad. Like, I was always just like, I hate when people try to tell me my life and, like, think that I'm like, I hate, that's my biggest pet peeve. Don't argue with me about my life. Yeah, don't don't tell me, don't tell me I got this, I got that, because, bitch, I am broke. Like, uh, the whole time undergrad, I was broke. It's fuck. Like, <laughs> about being broke and people accusing you of having you having money just makes you angry. I don't know why, but it really be like, it make you don't go like, I really be like, okay, motherfucker, I will beat your ass because I'm broke and I wish I had money. I wish I had the money you think I have. Like, bitch, I will shoot you with this gun that I can't afford. Don't play with me. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I remember somebody said, Cassidy, get a Range Rover for your next car. And I said, do I look like I can afford a Range Rover? Do I look like I got Range Rover money? Like, you ain't heard the song? In the backseat of your Rover that I know you can't afford. I'm not trying to be that. <laughs> No, I I feel you, girl. Oh God, that's funny. Yeah, that remind me of my ex. He used to always try to live above our means. Like, bitch, first of all, <laughs> seriously, when you meet friends that want you to live above your means because they live in above their means, like that mess is annoying because it's like you're not gonna make me feel broke because I don't feel like stressing about what I'm gonna eat for the next week. Yeah, like I was supporting both of us. And this nigga used to like attack me for being frugal. Sir, I'm supporting two adults <laughs> on a grad assistant salary. I'm gonna need you to chill. <laughs> no, for like, what do you want? Like, what what do you want? What do you want from me, sis? All right. Well, let's get into our quotes. So my quote is if you want to make the wrong decision, ask everyone. And that is from mm. Naval Ravikant. <laughs> I think I said that right. But yeah, on some real shit. If you want to make the wrong decision, ask everybody and they fucking mama. <laughs> and I want to follow that up with saying, I was just thinking about that. I'm like, people will sit there when you say, I don't need your opinion on this. They'd be like, so you can't handle a different opinion? How you know I ain't got nothing to you don't have to consider everybody's mouth for real. Yeah, they be like, you can't everybody make like after their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you can't take criticism. Well, if your if your goals can't withstand criticism, then it's probably not real. Like, no, just don't fucking speak to me. Like, it be motherfuckers that ain't never did or tried to do what it is that you said you gonna do, telling you you can't do it. That's but the actually. Like, that's the opinion I'm supposed to consider? Get away. It be motherfuckers that just decide they are wise and need to learn you something and then get mad when you're like, I actually don't need to hear your mouth. Yeah, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. I'm serious. Like, tell people I don't, your opinion's not wanted and it's okay. Seriously, God, don't ever apologize for not wanting someone's opinion. You don't have to mm -mm. consider everyone's opinion. You just don't. And that's why I don't be wanting people's opinion on stuff. Like, sometimes I just don't even ask or I don't even tell people about what I want to do or what I'm planning to do because it's not because I feel like, oh, they're going to fuck it up with their energy or whatever the fuck. It's like, no, I just know I'm sensitive. Okay? 
And if somebody be like, well, you can't do this because of this, 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 and this, my stupid ass will believe it for at least five weeks before I feel like, oh yeah, you know, I shouldn't, I shouldn't think about what they said because they ain't even been there before. Like, I'm not going to gather my sense until a long time from that point. So I would rather just not even ask your opinion because at that point I would just pursue my goals. <laughs> yeah. And see me, I'm just somebody like, I'm very much a, the did I ask type of person. I feel that. And I'm also someone like, we don't use the word annoying enough to describe people. Yeah, people are annoying. And there are people that I'm just like, you're annoying. And I don't want to hear what you have to say because I don't think you're going to say anything that's helpful. I think you're just going to annoy me. That's exactly what they do. And I'm the person, like, I am constantly just avoiding feeling annoyed, I think, every day. Like, every day is me just being like, I don't want to be annoyed. Yeah. So and if I feel like you're going to annoy me, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, like, see, that's that, I think, is my exterior. And then my interior is, like, bubbles from the Powerpuff Girls. Like, oh, my God, they just said something negative about what I want to do, and now I'm going to cry. <laughs> I want you to be like me when someone says I can't do something I want if someone says I can't do something I'm immediately like hold that thought <laughs> I am the hold my beer person no because like my it was an old friend of mine she's like an ex-friend or whatever and I told her I was like yeah I had made a song like da, 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 da. I was still with my ex or whatever so he was helping me with it but yeah I was like I made a song bitch it sound good blah blah so I'm thinking she's gonna be like oh bitch let me hear it like this bitch was like girl yeah I went through my music phase too like oh <laughs> so in my head I'm like oh my god it's a phase I'm a I'm not even like like uh. I wish you could see my face like I'm actually very upset that that person said that to you because if you don't get out of my face with your hating ass <laughs> get out of my face get out of my face get out of my face get out of, don't talk to me ever again mind you I have never performed in front of or sent my music to anyone who didn't like it you know so nobody ever said that to me like so with her she never even heard my music and she said that to me I know people, I've known people who cannot rap and I love your music. So I don't think it's a phase. It's not. It, I know it's not. Like, but I think just, that's why that I'm hurt like, my feelings. Like that set me back a couple weeks. I was like, she was a hater. She's a hater. Seriously. Anytime somebody hates on you, you know, to just text me and I'm going to just be like, <laughs> them I said, shut up and kiss my ass. <laughs> Cause you know, like, well, I don't know if you know, if you knew before, but now, you know, I'm very sensitive. Like when people I know stuff like that, I'm just like, you know, it's fine. Like, I'm just going to go cry in the bed. It's cool. See, I've turned from sensitive to please come here and stop me. I dare you. <laughs> you won't. I got to get there. I think by the end of this book, I swear to God, I'm going to be a different bitch. <laughs> When you get there to be, when you get to that point, you're going to have so much fun because now it's like people say like, you can't do that. Why the hell not? I Are you going to physically stop me? I said that today. I said when I, it's not even about, oh, when I get the body that I want. No, fuck all that. When I get the self-esteem that I'm supposed to have for what I have done in life and who I am, you bitches are going to hate me. Mm -hmm. Y'all going to hate my guts. 
I'm telling I'm, you. I'm such a like. I'm I'm such a like now I'm like when somebody says like especially on social media people say shut up I'm like no now what where do we go from here <laughs> and that that was me like I I said that too I was like I was my happiest in my life I think right before I met my ex like that that three month period that I was in Vegas and I was just throwing ass and minding my business I was the happiest I'd ever been and I also was the most like daredevilish like I'll just do anything you know because like ain't nobody in my family ever did that shit ain't nobody moved across the country to go to school (laughs) nobody in my family nobody my friends like I was like that you know so at some point in life I'm pretty sure during that relationship I lost that so I'm yeah I I feel like I was actually getting my confidence like really developing true confidence but I feel like it started to really go down when I met my ex-friend. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't start off that way, but it's like, I don't know. Like she was just always there to like trip me on my stride. So I could never really hit the ground running anymore without her approval. Like, I don't like how it got to be a point where I almost felt like she had to be the stamp of approval on anything I did. It reminds me of that that one like her song where mm-hmm. she was like I was drowning but I didn't know you were the anchor. Yeah. And that's how I felt about her. Yeah. You don't and know I'm a motherfucker holding you down till you stop fucking with him. And when I cut the rope off of that, I started I swam and I feel like I've been able to surface and breathe again. Ooh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I feel like I'm becoming my true self again. Like I'm not inside the house because I'm afraid of people hurting me. I'm inside the house now because it's cozy. It's fun. (laughs) But if I want to go outside, I know I can handle whatever's thrown at me. I know I don't have to entertain anyone or anything. I don't want to. And I have the right to say no to that. That's beautiful. But yes. That's what all this shit is all about, man. That's what healing is all about. It is. It's about finding your gangster in the healthiest way. Yeah, and just making choices that are always benefiting you. Like, you don't want to always be acting out of fear. Like, that's that's where I am right now. I act out of fear a lot. Mm-hmm. And I really want to get out of that, you know. That's, that's what my healing journey is about at this point, is just trying to act out of love and desire rather than fear. I'm going to tell you to leap every time. <laughs> you are. You always do. <laughs> Taylor, leap. Shit. <laughs> I'm like, on the, she's on the cliff. Like, do I jump? And I just shove her off. I feel like I feel like one day we're going to do a zip line together in some of the weirdest places. And you're going to be like, oh, my God, just fucking go. Like, you will be the one that pushed me. Oh, no, you're going before me so that way I can make sure you go and I ain't got to wait on you. <laughs> my fucking nerves. <laughs> I just don't want to do like Jada in the fucking girls trip. Remember? First of all, you know I'm not going to have that. If we did, I would be like, all right, we're done for the day. We're going to go back home. If I just pee, if I pee on people, I pee on people. Y'all knew what was going on. I'd just be like, oh, I have to collect her. Okay, come here. <laughs> Like they knew she had to pee, and they go. 
But I really was like, why would you send somebody on a zip line to go pee? I don't want to tell my you could pee on the other side. Okay. All right. Everybody though that sat there and laughed at her deserved to get peed on. They did. Like, cause run. I was like, you shouldn't have, I'm like, you gonna sit there and be underneath someone that has to pee. Really? <laughs> so are they really gonna do a second one? Because they need to. I, I need it. I need That's that. That's my girl. I, you, you can't get no infection in your booty hole. It's a booty hole. It's a booty hole. <laughs> BT dubs. I do need to. We need to discuss our hotel plans or whatever. Yes, we do. I'm off for two weeks now, so. Period. You off? Oh yeah. This is school break. I was like, why is she so chill this week? That's why. Because oh, I can finally <laughs> rest and talk to my friends. <laughs> so, so I'm do basketball? So damn tired. <laughs> do basketball continue like during the break or no? They have a um. They have a, a tournament in California. I'm not going just because I, I I need this time to rest. Okay. Um, I need it so that I can function as a person and as a counselor. Yeah, I get that. I I need time to be alone, like, you know, to just be an introvert and just recharge. Um, but they're gonna go out and do a California tournament. I helped them make a logo for their shirts, and it's really really cool. Yeah, and I'm proud of them. I love those kids. I love them for you. I'm glad they're doing good. Yeah. Okay, so is it weird for me as like a person? I'm not a coach. I'm not kin to nobody who's playing right now. I just want to go to one of my like high school games, like basketball games, because I'm bored. I don't have nothing to do. So I wanted to go to one of my high school basketball games. Is it weird for me to go? Yeah, go ahead. I don't see why not. Okay. Honestly, girls basketball especially is fun to watch. Kids playing basketball is fun because kids, I feel like, are their hungriest and they're playing with their heart the most they are. when they're teenagers. Yeah. Because they haven't gotten signed to nothing. They ain't, you know, there's no it's de- deals to be worried about. Like, they're playing because they want to get noticed. They're playing with their heart. And so, yeah, go. Okay. People yeah. be acting like, you need to get out of high school. And it's like, no, it's just simply you just enjoy basketball. But you know what I, what I, and I know we talked about this on our alcohol in the culture episode, like, oh, alcohol is so normalized. I understand that. But the fact that y'all know that it's so many adults who go to these games, why the fuck is there no bar at the game? Because <laughs> it's a school event, girl. I want to get fucked up. <laughs> You got to talk to the school board about that. They can't be I'm going to talk to them. I'll be like, listen, y'all know they parents be there, they cousins, they aunties, they uncles, they whatever the fuck. Bitch, we trying to get a little, just a little lit. I ain't asking for no liquor. I just want a little wine bar. You know what I'm saying? Chilling with my wine glass in the, in the stands or whatever. I ain't trying to get too crazy. I just want to get a little buzz. Listen, I'll say this. <laughs> As a person who works in the school, the last thing I need is a drunk parent <laughs> hollering at me because I'm not going to handle it well. Because I'm going to be like, if you don't get out of my face. Because <laughs> see, if you a soccer mom, that's, that's, you know, that's different. You know what I'm saying? Like, you could bring your shit in a tumbler, but at the basketball games, girl, you can't walk in there with nothing. No food, no drink, nothing. It's well, just parents, 
Them parents be coming in smelling dank as hell. I'd be like, damn, Mary Dankness, folks. They do? Oh, my God. Do you know how many parents have walked past me at football games? And I'm like, I just got a contact tie. Like, you just smoked in the car. <laughs> he probably did. I mean, I'm, you know, you grown, but I'm I'm so used to parents being at these damn games smelling like weed. It ain't even funny. That's hilarious. I can deal with high parents, drunk parents. I just feel like me, live sports, and a little bit of a buzz, I feel like I'd be good. If these parents didn't try to fight behind these damn kids, I would agree. But I think because I literally have seen people like have to get held back. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Because they child didn't get to play or they lost the the city, the, the city SummerSlam. Like, you got me messed up. I'm going to be like, you're not going to fight me over no damn 14-year-old. You're just not. See, I'm going to just be, you know, I'm going to be the parent. Like, if I feel like they got an injury that they shouldn't have gotten, like, okay cool we fighting um and then also if i feel like they not getting the playing time they deserve and i know they good enough to have the playing time they deserve and they graze is good because if they graze fucked up i'm like okay i get it <laughs> but if they graze is good they skills is on point and you still not playing my kid like somebody somebody has to answer for that you know so I'm, I'm gonna be a fair mom. Like, I'm you just fair said my, you just said a coach's worst nightmare. Uh huh. You just said a coach's worst nightmare. What if they don't get the playing time I think they deserve? I'm like, oh, because if they good, if they're good, this then is they the thing. Good. What is good to you? Because here's the thing I see there my baby kids, play. There are kids who are good, but they are the worst teammates on the planet. <laughs> I've met kids. The skill is there, but they're the shittiest team player of all time. And it's like, I'll put you out there and you are so focused on shining and being a personal star. You fucking up the play. I've had it happen before. I got to come. Well, I got to come to a practice or two to see. So I need to know what it is that you talking about. Cause maybe I don't see what you see, but you can help. You me know what? We're going to both be drunk. Cause I'm going to be like, ma'am, I'm just trying to. <sighs> I'm just, I'm going, I'm going to try to see. I'm going to come there with a clear mind. I ain't going to drink no Chardonnay just yet. I'm going to just ask you, you know, to show me what it is you're talking about. And then once you show me, I'm going to just sit back and I'm going to drink my little wine out of my tumbler. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor, don't come to my games. Just, I'm not coaching your child. Don't do my baby wrong. That's I'm not all I ask. I am not coaching your child. Just you can coach my baby. I'm fine. No, because drunk Taylor gonna have me like, ma'am, go sit down. I just wanted to ask a question. I'm I'm really why she ain't can't play. I'm gonna be like, Taylor, go sit down. I'm I know you can about I, it. bother me. I'm <laughs> sweet about it. I'm gonna be so sweet. I'm gonna be like, uh-uh, not you her auntie, and you ain't even playing her. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm going to be like, give me your tumbler. Give me your tumbler right now. You'll get this back after the game. Because I don't have time for this. I'm trying to focus. I ain't going to bother you, I promise. Mm -hmm. Have me confiscating tumblers. For real, I'm going to be supplying all the moms. We're going to be in the parking lot. Bitch, you want some? You good? <laughs> I got a bunch of them. It's from Costco. They ain't gonna be able to stop building. Okay. 
So what's your quote? My quote is by Dr. Maya Angelou. Nobody but nobody can make it out here alone. Ooh, Lord. You can't? I like that one. one. thing as a counselor with my teens, I'm constantly telling them, stop acting like you failed because you needed to ask for help. You ain't going to get far in this life without needing somebody. Exactly. Ask for help from your classmates, from your teachers. You know who in your class be getting all them answers right. Ask them. Talk to them. For real. You got people who can help you and you choosing not to because you think you gotta suffer to for some for some for what i'm always trying to tell you i'm like you're not noble for suffering in silence you not and stop acting like oh i can't be around such and such because they not of this social status that shit don't even last beyond high school stop being dumb i wish somebody would try to do some shit like that i'd be like if you don't get away from me you know how they do you know how they act <laughs> i know how they like Mm, I'm almost 30. Get away from me. Although I did hear that like the kids of these current generations, they don't care about the stuff that our generations cared about, like certain social statuses. They don't even give a fuck about driving. Like I heard the parking lots be empty. <laughs> so, okay. I'm like, oh, okay. I don't know. I know. They don't be getting their licenses. They don't give a fuck. They ain't trying to work. They just don't give a damn. Which I, I respect it. I'm not talking shit. I respect it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Y'all trying to stay kids as long as possible. Yeah. So. All right. Well, please send in your entries for our friendship and family advice column. You can mm -hmm. send them into our Instagram at Wineweed Whispers Pod and our Twitter at Wineweed Whisper. Um, we'll be accepting them all season. We do have, we only got one more episode left though, y'all. <laughs> so I know where, where, let me bring up the calendar so I can tell y'all when that episode will come out. Ugh. Nigga. What? I'm sorry. I was trying to bring up the calendar. It was stupid. Okay. So. That episode, our last episode is coming out on January the 10th. So we'll be taking a break until then. So, yeah. If y'all want to send them in during the break, y'all can. And we'll just read them, I guess, on the last episode. So there's that. All right. Be kind. Drink your water. Drink your wine. Smoke your weed. Love each other. And don't let nobody play with you. Seriously. <laughs> In all serious, don't ever let nobody play with you. Yeah, we ain't got time for that shit. So stand ten toes down on respect for yourself. Ten Always. fucking toes every fucking time. All right. Well, bye, y'all. Bye.